0: of us do money mindset and we feel like we're lying to ourselves the whole time, right? And for me, it was very much the latter. So for me, I had to find that deeper knowing, which is below belief, right? It's below the conscious mind. It's even below the subconscious mind. It's in the unconscious body, that deeper intuitive knowing of I am prosperity. Hello, my love, and welcome
1: to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous Community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, Real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I am so excited that you are here with me today. And my guest today is Kristen Cipriano. And Kristen is a business mindset, manifestation, and energetics coach who empowers women to master the principles of manifestation so they can create their dream life, business income, and impact with more ease. And in this episode, we talk a lot about the energetics around money. And we talk about money mindset in a way of prosperity. And it's really a different way of thinking about money, of like thinking of things from an external perspective versus thinking of it from an internal perspective. So it's a it's a really different type of conversation around money. So if you're someone who's ever Struggled with money, money mindset, how to get into the energetics of abundance, Kristen really does break down her process to building prosperity, and it's such a fun conversation. Kristen combines modalities such as NLP, somatic healing, energetics, and awakening practices to support women in integrating past traumas and embodying prosperity, so calling in their desires becomes natural. And while many manifestation mentors encourage people to manage their thoughts, Kristen takes the unique approach of guiding her clients into the body and back to their true nature of love, prosperity and joy, allowing them to manifest from a more relaxed energy that doesn't feel forced or fabricated. Without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Kristen. Kristen, welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. It's such an honor to have you here, and I'm so excited to dive in to your magic and share your gifts with my community. Thank you
0: so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We're going to have a blast today. I know. It.
1: <laughs> so what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently?
0: Ooh, there's a lot of boldly courageous things I've done recently. Mm, what's one that really wants to come through right now? I think just trusting my truth over like broader things that are happening in our world. That feels really boldly courageous in a certain way. I've been leading a lot into my spiritual awakening practice and meditation, and just learning more about why I'm here and what the work I'm supposed to do on this earth. And as I've really dove deep into that, I've realized that I'm here to share kind of like a new, radical, future-focused truth that is not going to make sense in the collective consciousness. So I think just like trusting myself in that and trusting that it's going to lead to a lot of good in this world is pretty boldly courageous. Mm, I love that. So when you talk about
1: a spiritual awakening, what was that process like for you? Can you take us back to maybe have you had many? What does that feel like for you? Because I'm sure there's people listening being like, I don't know if I've, maybe that's what I'm going through. What does that look like? Yeah. For
0: you? Well, I think a spiritual awakening is like an ongoing life path, a journey that you're on on. I don't think it like has necessarily like a start and a stop. It may have like a initiation, like an experience where where you start the process of spiritual awakening, but then it continues for the rest of your life, at least as I see it. So for me, it started actually shortly after the pandemic hit. I was about a year into my business. I was full-time in my business. And I noticed that I was putting forth all of this effort, this effort to create things on the internet, to strategize in my business, to build my network. And I was giving so much of myself away and getting so little back in return. And so as that started to happen more and more, I started noticing, okay, there's got to be something deeper here other than like work hard and you'll succeed. Right. And that's when I started having my first initial spiritual awakening initiations. And actually one of them hit like the first month or two in the pandemic, I like woke up in the middle of the night and like met my higher self and the, the electronics in the apartment started going haywire. And it was it was kind of like one of those dramatic experiences. But now for me, spiritual awakening is not quite so dramatic. It's more like day to day living and meditation and like being deeply present. And that's really where I'm at right now.
1: Wait, so you woke up in the middle of the night and your lights were flickering? Like what was that experience?
0: (laughs) So, okay, and I have to preface this by saying I was not spiritual before this moment. So this moment was literally like a thunderclap. Like it was designed to awaken me. Um, or to at least start that process and so uh, i I believed in some sort of higher power but I was kind of not sure I guess you'd label me as agnostic but yeah we, we lived in Minola in New York at the time and we were in this pre-war super old decrepit apartment um which we actually we received as part of my husband's job as subsidized housing he worked for the hospital there. And we had one of those window air conditioning units that's like, you know, it it does the trick, but we all love central AC now. (laughs) And it was summertime and there was like a thunderstorm. And, you know, I like woke up in the middle of the night and I remember like waking up and like, I was like instantly alert. Right. And then I looked over at the air conditioning unit and it was like beeping, like really loudly. It was like, beep, 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 beep. And then the numbers were climbing all the way up to 88 degrees, which is an angel number, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I remember like hitting my, my, he was my boyfriend at the time. Now my husband, I remember hitting him, waking him up. It was like three in the morning. And I was like, look at the conditioning unit. What the hell is happening? <laughs> And then, you know, shortly after that, I I had this experience of meeting my spiritual self, my higher self, whatever you want to call it, God, universe, and just basically receiving this message that I wasn't alone. And that was like the initial experience of like, okay, I have something to believe in now because I've experienced it directly, right? This was not like I was, you know, journaling about it or imagining it or visualizing it, I experienced it directly and I felt it. Right. And so that gave me the courage to keep exploring this path of spirituality. And of course, led me to a bunch of teachers and mentors and coaches and healers. And now it's undeniable for me. Now it's like there never was any other world. And I I don't know if you have a spiritual practice, but that's where I've landed. That's so interesting. And so
1: had you felt like prior to that, something was missing or did you have this like nudge or feeling to want to go inward more? I'm assuming you didn't have a meditation practice or anything like that prior to this experience. Yeah.
0: No, I was one of those people where people said, you know, meditate for your anxiety. And I was like, oh no, I can't meditate. I'm too anxious to meditate. (laughs) Like I was really, really in my um, fight or flight mode in my body I was super anxious all the time. I had a lot of chronic pain. I had a lot of jaw pain. And actually, I used to have to get Botox for my jaw. Mm -hmm. I had all of these like physical manifestations of basically not being functional in life. Um, Or my spiritual perspective now is I was resisting life, right? And all of that was coming from my deeper trauma. So when I was 19 years old, I actually dated a psychopath, (laughs) And he gaslit me and I'm laughing about it now because part of my path is learning things the hard way. And that was certainly one of the hardest experiences in my life. And I learned a lot about boundaries and self-worth from that experience. Um, But, you know, at the time that I had this initial spiritual awakening or the initiation of my spirituality, I had repressed all that trauma. So all of that trauma was still stored in my system in my body in my soma in my energetic system in my subconscious mind my unconscious body and so there was all of this like built up pain that was just running under the surface just below my conscious awareness that was basically determining what i did in my life and as i went about life that way everything felt hard everything felt hard everything was a struggle everything felt like it was going to take all of me to be able to get through the day or the week or the month. Right. Especially in my work, my business. And so on some level I knew this can't be all there is to life. Right. When I started my business, I was 25 years old. So I'm like 25 years old, like burning out in like chronic pain, like total trauma body walking around the world, asking myself is this really what life is? And so I think on some level, I did know, okay, there's got to be something more because this sucks. And I don't want to be a part of this anymore. But I didn't really know exactly what that was. And for a while, I kind of chased things that I thought would bring me more of the ease and more of the joy and more of the fulfillment. Like I chased money for a really long time thinking like, oh, if I have money, then all of this chaos in my body is going to go away and I'll feel the, the calm and the safety. But of course, what I ended up realizing was the calm and the safety was always there. I just was not aware of it because of my trauma. That's really beautifully
1: said. And, and I think that even talking about money is traumatic for a lot of people. And so did you, do you feel like the money story as well was part of the, the trauma that you were experiencing or was that kind of a separate thing?
0: It was uh, genetically like in my, in my generational line, there's definitely money trauma. My, um, my grandparents were in the great depression. They were, you know, blue collar, definitely struggled to make ends meet. My parents, my, the generation just above me, they were very wealthy. So it was kind of an interesting contrast in my subconscious and your subconscious can actually keep up to six generations back in your system. So you can have money trauma from six generations back working out in your system. So I definitely had some of that. But my biggest thing with money was actually more of a codependency pattern, right? And this came from dating a psychopath who gaslit me and it was a deeply codependent relationship. So I was projecting onto money, okay, money is going to make me worthy, money is going to give me love. Money is going to give me happiness. Money is going to make my life good. Right. And we all do this on some level, right? We project our hopes, our dreams, what we want out of life onto money. And the more we do that, and the more we get into this codependent type relationship where we feel the money has something that we don't, and we have to do something in order to be worthy of the money the more the money goes away, it doesn't want to come to you because you're in this state of feeling unworthy. And so for me, I had to do a lot of work to recognize that I am the source of money. Like I have abundance. I have prosperity. I have stability, consistency, joy, right? Like I have everything that I'm projecting onto money in my own body. And I can look at money all I want, but looking at money doesn't cause money to come. Mm -hmm. Looking at my own prosperity is what causes money to magnetize to me. Mm -hmm. And I started getting like little glimpses of that in my business where like, I would say, you know what? I don't even care if I sell something and then I would sell something. (laughs) Like I would just have these like interesting experiences where I I would basically like set the business aside and go on vacation or set the business aside and go shopping. Right. Like just living my life. Right. And I didn't really understand why that was working, but eventually I came to this deeper understanding that it was working because I am the prosperity as are you, as is everyone listening to this. And the the more we start to awaken to that within ourselves, and it's a process, it doesn't happen overnight, the more freedom we get with our finances. Because we're not projecting power over us onto money. We have the power. So-
1: I understand what you're saying. Like I'm tracking with you. And I'm also thinking about the person that's like, well, that's great. But when I look at my bank account, there's less money in my bank account than the amount of bills that I have due. So how do you, for somebody who feels like there's more going out than there is coming in, like their amount owed is more than what they have available. How do you, how would that person tap into the feeling of prosperity when they're already feeling that anxiousness or that stress of there's not enough because there's legitimately not enough.
0: Right. Right. What you're looking at is there's not enough. Right. So there's a lot of different layers we can take with this. So I'll I'll speak to some of the practical and then I'm going to speak to the deeper knowing. So the practical is get to a place of baseline safety whatever that looks like for you. So if that means that, okay, I can't I can't believe that overflow is out there for me, right? Like I can't believe that more than enough is out there for me, but I can believe that today I'm safe enough to buy my meal, right? I am safe enough to keep the lights on in my house and just starting to calibrate your system, literally your body, your nervous system to this truth. Okay, there is some safety here. Maybe it's not as much safety as I want, but there's some safety here that I can anchor into, Mm -hmm. right? There's food in the fridge, there's a roof over my head, or I have someone's house I can stay in. I have access to things that can make me feel safe, right? That's where you start when there's not enough. Yeah. And then slowly you start to build from there. And, you know, a lot of people talk about a gratitude practice and that's a great place to start. But I think sometimes when you're in that state of not enough it can feel really far away right like gra- when you're like looking at your bank account and it's overdrawn it's really hard to feel grateful for your money in that moment right and so what has been really helpful for me is recognizing that even if i can't feel grateful for the physical money in my bank account i can feel grateful for the money that i've spent that has created this world around me right now right mm-hmm. so maybe i bought that lamp mm-hmm. a month ago or 10 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So I can feel grateful for that lamp and I can feel grateful for the fact that what at one point in time, money was there for me to buy that lamp. Mm. Right. So you're just starting to slowly peel back the layers and recognize, okay, money has been here for me. Maybe it's not here for me on this calendar day on this exact minute, but it has been here for me. Right. And you're just starting to open up your awareness to see that money has been here for you. But the deeper spiritual truth and what you want to eventually explore for yourself, either in a meditative practice, or, you know, for me, I had to do a lot of trauma, somatic healing to eventually get here. The deeper truth is if you're looking for money, the money's going to run away. So don't look for money. Look for prosperity inside yourself. Hmm.
1: So what would be the difference between having money and having prosperity? Because it's what you're saying. I love what you're saying. And it's also kind of like contrary to some of the things that we hear, right? Of like, oh, I'm a money magnet. I look for money all the time. Like I'll go to Target, for example. And it's like a game for me. I'm like, oh, I wonder where I'm going to find money. And it'll be a quarter on the ground or there'll be change in the change drawer at the checkout counter, you know, I'll find 50 cents or whatever. And I'm like, look, see, money finds me. Yeah. Right. So maybe I'm not necessarily looking for it, but I'm open to it being here. And so therefore there is sort of the, I'm looking for it, but what, so that, so that is a little, you know, contrary to some of the things that we hear in the, you know, money community, the abundance community. So how, how do you define prosperity? Like how, like when you say prosperity is, is within me and to not look for money, what does that mean?
0: So you actually touched upon a really important nuance here. So when you're in Target and you're open to money, right? You you actually believe money is there, right? There's this deeper knowing that you will find money, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and even technically
1: there is money there. It's in the cash registers. It's in other people's pockets. It's just not in my pocket, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So there's this awareness of money is here, yes. right? You already know it, yeah. right? You don't have to go find it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. So for me, prosperity is the knowing that you already are prosperous. It's the knowing that money is here. It's the knowing that when I walk into Target, of course I'm going to find money. Right. And a lot of the, the more mind-based money mindset stuff is like, how do I get myself to believe that? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is if I look for prosperity within my own body, And if I can feel prosperity in my own body, which you may, it sounds like you've already done, right? You may just not have known that's what you were doing. But if I can find prosperity in my own body, then I'm going to find this deeper knowing that I am prosperous and I'm not going to have to force myself to believe something. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to know it. Right. And the power of knowing something, like not questioning a belief or saying I am a money magnet, meanwhile, not really believing it. The power of just knowing something is the most magnetic power you can have when it comes to attracting something. Mm. Like when we get into trouble with law of attraction or not trouble but when we maybe get out of alignment with law of attraction is when we have attachment to the goal or attachment to how it'll happen mm. or attachment to when it will happen, right? We're like creating these little silos instead of being this wide open receptacle like you're speaking of in target where you're just open and you're like i wonder where i'm gonna find money right i know money's here i wonder where i'm gonna find it right so when we get overly attached to how it's gonna happen when it's gonna happen how much we're gonna receive all of these things that's what i'm defining as looking for money Mm because you're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. where you can get it but you don't have to figure out where you can get it because you already know that it's coming. Mm. And what I found with money mindset and it, it's all very personal, right? So some of us thrive on money mindset. Some of us do money mindset and we feel like we're lying to ourselves the whole time. Right. And for me, it was very much the latter. So for me, I had to find that deeper knowing, which is below belief, right? It's below the conscious mind. It's even below the subconscious mind. It's in the unconscious body that deeper intuitive knowing of I am prosperity. I don't have to go looking for prosperity. I don't have to affirm things to be worthy of prosperity because that can come into where we turn our money mindset practice into a way to be worthy of the money when we already are worthy of the money and the money already is here and it's already coming. And the sooner we lean into that deeper knowing that deeper truth, and fertilize it, more prosperity we get to experience in the physical plane, right? And it's this this shift from how do I create money through practicing law of attraction things to how do I fertilize the prosperity that already exists in my own body.
1: Mm. It's kind of like one is an outward process and one is an inward process.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And they both work. And I think that's important to say, they both work, but I think for the people where the outward process doesn't seem to be working, the inward process may be their path.
1: Yeah. So You mentioned that something that was boldly courageous was listening to your truth and your inner wisdom and that that was contrary to some of the things that maybe have been taught. Can you share a little bit more about what that is of like leaning into your truth and the, I know you said that you're excited about it. So I'm I'm assuming there's something brewing under the surface here, a a new way of teaching or a new download that you've received. So could you share more about that?
0: Yeah. So my truth and really my my lived experience over the past couple of years has been, you know, everything we've been discussing where it's like, we awaken to prosperity already inside of us. We don't create it outwardly. We create it inwardly. And for me, something I'm really excited about is guiding people to doing that in their bodies. So instead of doing money mindset, we're doing prosperity awakening in the body mm-hmm. and It took me a lot of twists and turns to end up here. But now that I'm here, I'm like, this is the next phase of manifesting money. Like this is the next phase. And I think something that's interesting about consciousness and spirituality is we're always evolving whether we know it or not, right? So even the way law of attraction, like the best law of attraction advice you got 10 years ago, there's a deeper truth that's been starting to evolve from that. Right. And it's not that 10 years ago, that person was wrong. It's that there's a deeper truth now. Mm -hmm. And if we can go for the deeper truth, why would we distract ourselves with more things to do on the level of the ego mind when we could just go straight for the gold and awaken to our own prosperity Mm -hmm. and, and fertilize it and expand it from within?
1: I love this. Yeah. So it's, again, it kind of feels like the inward process versus the outward process. So what does prosperity feel like to you in your body?
0: It feels like joy. It feels like, like deep surrender, right? Like there's nothing I have to force or accomplish. It feels like living in the present moment and trusting that I'm right where I need to be for everything to fall into place. It feels like this overwhelming urge to share good in the world. Mm. I think that's probably the most clear description. It's like, I'm not sharing good in the world to get money. It's like, I have so much prosperity in my body that there's this natural overwhelming, almost like I have to say this or I'm going to like literally combust this overwhelming urge to share with the world. And what's beautiful about coming from that place is you're not burning yourself out in that process, right? Like it's it's coming from your life force. It's not coming from your mind and your your action taking and your efforting.
1: Yeah, I That's love this. I
0: it feels, feels it feels like
1: it feels like magnetic, right? When I think about being in alignment, and I feel like, I feel I think into like being magnetic or being turned on by my life or my business. It is that like generator energy, right? That just like what is your human design? Do you know? manifesting generator. Yeah. I'm a generator. Yeah. So similarly, it's like a battery, right? And like, when you feel like you're fully charged, there's just like this, you just, this outpouring of like, I'm so excited. And I just, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah. Yeah. It's juicy. So how does someone who feels the complete opposite of that, who feels depleted, who feels overwhelmed, who feels the furthest thing from prosperous that feels like they literally just want to sleep for a week and turn their phone off and not adult, but they have priorities and a family or a job or responsibilities. Like what is the first maybe couple of steps that that person can take to shift out of that place of feeling depleted and burnt out and misaligned to this feeling of joy and overwhelming peace and presence and prosperity
0: boundaries and basic needs are the first things, right? So where can you say no?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where can you let go of something? Where can you delegate? Mm-hmm. Where can you just not show up because you actually don't need to be there?
1: Mm-hmm
0: where can you start to bring more of your energy inward instead of spreading yourself thin? Cause that's the feeling you're describing where you feel like you're lifeless. You just want to sleep for a week. I've been there mm-hmm. many times and that comes about when we're spreading ourselves too thin. Mm-hmm. So you have to start finding those places where you can kind of like close up the holes in your boat. Mm-hmm. Right? So the ship is sinking and you can bail the water out, that's part of it, but you also have to close the holes in the boat. So start by closing the holes in the boat, boundaries, bring some of that energy in. And then it's it's recognizing, okay, I have basic needs that I have not been meeting. Mm-hmm. right? I have not been getting enough rest. I have not been eating enough. I have not been taking enough time to sit in peace and just be with myself. I have not been allowing myself basic pleasures, like hanging out with my family, doing nothing, right. Or watching TV, right. I have been putting things like work or business or money or whatever it is, or partner or family so much higher on the list than myself. Mm -hmm. You have to like really recognize that. And then you have to also recognize that you literally cannot help anyone until you help yourself when you're in that state and the mind and the societal conditioning is going to tell you that you still have to help people. That's your obligation. That's your duty. But you have to have this deeper awareness come online where it's like there actually is nothing left. So the best service I can do for these people that are my family and friends and colleagues and everyone is to be selfish right now. And being selfish is actually selfless because then when you come back, you're coming back from that state of aliveness. And we want your aliveness. We don't want your burnt out, tired, exhausted, drained, can't even function, but I'll do the task because you told me to. Like we don't, no one wants that. And we've deluded ourselves to thinking that that's what's required of us. But we have to start attending to basic needs and also basic desires and pleasures, right? Like taking a bath, sleeping in, right? Cuddling with your dog. (laughs) A bath sounds so good right about now. (laughs) I
1: think, I I love what you're saying and I agree. And I, I also think it's like, Sometimes when you're in it and your head is just down, you're just literally going through the motions of survival of, I just need to get through this thing. Like I know I've been in seasons where I'm like, I just need to get through this week, or I just need to get through this one thing, or I just need to get through this launch. And it's like, then I can rest or then I can do whatever. And you don't, you just take on the belief system that uh, you can't say no or you can't delegate. Like I, I, in, I envision it as like having your head so far down and so far buried that you don't realize that there's actually an opportunity to like literally sit up tall and like surrender and move things out of your way and say, well, wait, there yeah. is a different way. So I know for me, when I get in those situations where, like literally like anatomically, my shoulders are hunched over. My heart is closed. My head is down. My neck hurts. Like in that like heavy, heavy space, I have to pause for a moment and say, okay, wait a second. Like what would make this lighter? What would make this easier? Mm -hmm. What would make this more simplistic? How am I overcomplicating this by thinking that I have to do it this one way or that I have to do it myself or that it has to be done this day at this time? Like yeah. Last week, I I had set the intention to launch my mastermind, and I was also in the middle of moving. And every morning mm-hmm. I was waking up feeling expansive and excited to be spacious and pack. And what felt mm-hmm. not expansive and more restrictive and like there wasn't enough time and like that closed off, like anxious, I have so much to do energy was launching. And I had to really pause with myself and say, well, wait a second, who set the end? Like who set the timeline? I set the timeline. Yeah. Like I think we do this to ourselves a lot of times where we set the timeline and it becomes so rigid and we forget that like it can be moved. And I really had to like sit with that and be like, oh, right, I can move this. So let me play in the space of what feels expansive, and fun and be in that and give myself permission to do that. And then I can renegotiate. And I think the old version of me would have felt some sort of scarcity around that because it in theory is prolonging money coming in. If I don't launch this week, then people can't enroll. Then I have to wait till next week. And then there's all the mind drama that comes up with it, right? Of like, well, it's Black Friday and people are going to be shopping and they're not going to pay attention and you have to do it now. And it's like, no, no. Like that's not the energy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, thank you. Thank you. Inner critic, but no, thank you.
1: (laughs) That's the old, that's the old way of doing things. Yeah.
0: I feel that. And you know, what I asked myself in those, in those time periods, which I think you touched upon, but I think this question like really gets directly to the root cause of all that is what would happen if you didn't Mm -hmm. like, what would happen if you just didn't do that thing? Yeah. And sometimes there's the thing, oh like well people can't sign up. But then you can even go down the rabbit hole and ask yourself, well, is that even true? Right. Like what if I have a past client who like pops up in my DMs later today and it's like, Hey, I know you're probably going to launch your mastermind soon, but I just already know in my heart I want to work with you. Can you let me in early? Like, why yeah. why can't that happen? Miracles right. And like that every level day. Of, Right. Like, and like that's it, on yeah. the level of belief and that's on the level of belief. So like, again, all that stuff helps, but then also having that deeper knowing of wait, I am the prosperity. Like I am the source of money. So if this pathway of creating money or calling in money is not working for me right now, I, as the source of money can say, okay, I don't need this. And I still get to receive. and you can rest in that. Mm.
1: So good. I love that. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, cause on your Instagram, your bio is, I love it. It's super fun. And it says that you are the bridge between like if a trauma expert, energetics, witch, and manifestation <laughs> queen had a baby with a business strategist, that's you. So tell me a little bit more about how you serve clients, any fun things that you have coming up ways in which people can, you know, get into your world a little bit more deeply.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, isn't that the most Gen bio you've ever read? <laughs> <laughs> pretty legit, <laughs> pretty legit. Yeah, so um, what I'm really passionate about right now, which of course we've talked about is this prosperity awakening. Um, and I'm I'm hosting a mastermind next year. It's a one-year program and it's designed for entrepreneurs at around the six-figure-ish mark. You can be a little below, a little above. It's more about like, your passion of wanting to experience deeper ease with receiving money in business. And I do that from a multifactorial approach because I am a manager and I've had a multifactorial life. So we look at strategy through an energetic and spiritual lens. We look at trauma. We look at money mindset. We do the subconscious work. And then we also do the somatic work. We do the deepest work that you can do. Which is that awakening to prosperity within yourself. So I really see it as like the bridge between six and seven figures, because I think once you get a little bit of success, then there's this feeling of how can it get better? And I feel like that's when you really need to center into your truth of prosperity to be able to expand to those much higher levels of income. Um, So that's coming up. And you can just find out about that by reaching out to me. Um, I'm Kristen.Cipriano on Instagram or cipriano.com And I also have a free meditation. So if you go to future meditation.com, it sends you a couple of journal prompts, and then it guides you through a manifestation meditation that is super powerful. So that's me.
1: Do <laughs> see? Mm-hmm, I love that. Okay. Last question. What are you celebrating right now? <sighs>
0: What am I celebrating? I'm celebrating. This is going to sound really weird to the average listener, but I'm celebrating that my dog pooped on the floor and I just laughed about it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Just like that unshakable resiliency and joy that's, that's come through with my spiritual practice. It it just feels so freaking good to feel good. And to like, of course, shit literally happens. Like my dog literally pooped on the floor today, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect me in the way that a lot of these, you know, obstacles and conundrums used to, and it's it's just really beautiful.
1: Oh, I love that, and it's it's very clear to me just from your expression and your light that you are um, a byproduct of your own work, and so mm-hmm. I love that you, you know, even just that little little quick story, I think is a testament to the inner work that you're doing and and the change that you're creating in the world. So I love that you shared that. Thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom. And if you guys love this episode, which I know you will, make sure that you share it with someone and go ahead and take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me, tag Kristen, and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. I know we love when listeners share. It lets us know that message is landing with you. So thank you so much for being here. I'm grateful for you.
0: Thank you, Melissa. I'm grateful for
1: you and the listeners as well. All right, guys. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of.